Welcome to Sumo Mainichi. I'm Amy. I'm here with Dave. It is Thursday night. I've got the right day this time around and we are up for some big old day 12 sumo of the Natsu Basho in Tokyo. You're moving your microphone into little... place. I'm going to call it out. That's bad <laughs> etiquette, but I'm doing it. Well, I think it's bad etiquette to move your <laughs> microphone while someone is doing an introduction. <laughs> but yeah, it's late. On Thursday. It's pretty late. Yep. You've been to Adelaide today. So we live in Victoria. Yep. That's a state of Australia. And today for work, you went to another state and back in the same yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. My ears are all blocked up and I'm quite tired. But I tell you what, nothing <laughs> like some red hot sumo to yeah. wake you up at the end of a long day. Day 12. Today it, was massive. It delivered. It was so great. We were just like, oh, we'll just, you know, watch it and do a couple of bouts and then yeah. we're watching and we're watching and we're watching and there's some great stuff going down. The first one I wanted to talk about was the second bout of the day. This was a really, really long bout between Takarafuji and Mitori. And we do need to stress there was nothing on the line no, for this bout. No, we didn't need to talk about it. They were both just getting at it. Well... We say that, but Takarafuji, he already had his makakoshi. Um, and Mitoriu, he actually lost this one eventually. And well, he, eventually. It was his makakoshi. So I guess there was that on the line. But it was a real back and forth. It was like two and a half minutes or something like that. And then they both stepped out at a very similar time. Yeah, well, it was two and a half minutes. I mean, that's a long bout. Very little was happening here. No. We had... Just a bit of slapping. Uh, even when we were sitting watching it, we were our eyes were like yeah. drifting to go, oh, look, that person's on their phone in the crowd. <laughs> we <laughs> were actually describing the- people in the crowd. Because there was a lady with an excellent uh, hairstyle, hair yeah. There was uh, like a cool guy with his like an American mate right in the front row, and we were starting to describe that. And then we suddenly realised this bout has been going on forever. When they both went out, it was an unusual situation where they were so far apart that you actually couldn't look at both of them at the same time and well, see who had stepped out first. It was quite strange because. Uh, Takara, Takara Fuji spun away from a Mitorio attack, mm. went along the bales, and they both stepped. It looked like they both stepped out thinking that the other one had won. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. what resulted? Even the Gyorgi looked surprised. He, you know, when you see the Gyorgi's face just go, Oh, I don't know who won this. Yeah, yeah. And then at that the point, just, they have to, <laughs> they panic and they think, I've got to give it to someone. Yeah, yeah. And, and then they can't really think, like, which end. The people were out there, like, well, just like, well, I and don't then know they're that thinking, way. I'm gonna have to hand in my retirement. This is gonna be so <laughs> awkward. But I think they pointed towards Takara Fuji here, but a yeah. was called. Yeah, and you commented that you needed one eye to see each uh, step out, which yeah. we obviously couldn't do. So we did watch the uh, replay. It was given as a Toranoshi <laughs> yep. because it was very close. Sensible call here. Yeah, yep. and then Mitori. <laughs> Mitoriu went, what the world needs now is a big old henker. <laughs> this was so dumb. This was really dumb. He did it. Takara Fuji read it, clamped the hand <laughs> on the back of the Mitoriu belt and shoved him out. What did we see from Tsugisho? Yeah, a right, right smile, smile. <laughs> from, from Mitoriu, yeah. <laughs> Just like, 
I'm sorry, guys. I, I mean, what a way to bring up your makakoshi. Yeah. Makakoshi for Mitoru. I'm sorry, mate. You got there. It's four and eight. Takara Fuji already had his makakoshi. He's also four and eight. Onosho and Oho went at it today, and it was Onosho who looked better out of the touchy eye, but Oho stepped aside and uh, just let Onosho take himself out here. Onosho looked so annoyed screwed after this Screwed up bout. his face. Screwed yep. up his face. There some good facial expressions today, oh, actually. certainly was. Uh, so this is Kachikoshi for Oho <sighs> at Magashira 16. Finally. Well, it feels like it, doesn't it? He didn't take us down to day 15 this time around. What a relief. We, I can't believe we're sitting here on day 12 saying Oho Kachikoshi. Yeah. This is great. Oho lost three of the first four days, but from then has gone on to win the next seven of the next eight. Nice. This is solid second week sumo from Oho. A relief for Oho fans around the world. Yep. Kachikoshi day 12. There are a few in the audience tonight. With there the certainly up. were. The man, well, I should say also Onosho 66. Yes. Yes. Tsurigisho. He is a powerhouse at the moment. He has six wins in a row now because he won today over Hirodoumi and he denied Hirodoumi his Kachikoshi for yet another day. Hirodoumi's been trying for three days now. That's three losses in a row for him. Yeah, Hirodoumi threw everything he had at uh, Tsurugisho today, but Tsurugisho just looks in very, very fine form. Can you believe it's nine and three? No, well, not really, to be honest. But Hirodumi has fallen prey to that, you know, doing too well too quickly. And yes. He came up against Asaniyama, lost to him, Kiribayama, then came back down to Magashira 15, Sudagisho. He's like, oh, no worries. I'll, I'll be able to get it now. Couldn't. But how cruel is that coming down to Magashira 15 and the Magashira 15 is Sudagisho? I know, and really informed. In best <laughs> Best of uh, career form. And tomorrow, I should mention, because we won't mention it later, he's got Hoshoryu. Oh, no. <laughs> Damn. Oh, I feel for the guy. Hopefully he can get that eighth win at some point before the end of the day Sunday. Uh, next up, we had a Makakoshi meltdown. So Hokuto Fuji <laughs> and Ryudan, a.k.a. The Dude, both coming in on four and seven. How do you feel about this kind of programming? Oh, I like it. I like when they go up like this. I mean, it's kind of sad, I suppose, because someone has to get someone has to do it. Yeah, but it's very like it's very exciting. Oh, I tell you what. Yeah, on day uh, twelve. <laughs> yeah, you normally save this for a little later, but uh, Hokuto Fuji, he, he was so fast out of the touchy eye. Put the dude on the defensive very early. Hokuto Fuji continued the pressure, and here Ryudan, he was off balance. He was low. The hips were at a weird angle. And uh, Hokuto Fuji wasted no time in finishing him off. Oshitaoshi pushing him down to the dirt. So Hokuto Fuji stays on the road to Kachikoshi. He's five and seven. But unfortunately for Ryudan fans around the globe, we take a minute's silence for <laughs> a Makakoshi. That was one second silence, but that, that's enough for Don't worry, I'll He'll edit, be all right. I'll edit in a full minute of <laughs> silence. <laughs> Good idea. Ryudan at Magashira 10. He'll be all right. Aoyama came up next against Tamawashi, a battle around the face and the upper chest, a lot of slaps here. Tamawashi was the one who triumphed, and in doing so, he handed Aoyama his makakoshi at Magashira 12, so four and eight. Yeah. I haven't felt a whole lot about Aoyama this time around. He's just kind of existed yeah. in the Banzuke. Well, 
Hasn't found a lot of success and, uh, yeah, a disappointing uh, four and eight Makakoshi result for him so far. Hopefully he can claw back a few wins in the remaining days. But good news for Tamawashi. Evens mm. the ledger at six and six. Yep. Come on, Tamawashi, you can do it. Next up, Tobizaru <laughs> versus Ura. Now, yeah. sometimes I look at these matchups. Uh, I, I feel this happens to me all the time. I go, this is going to be a great bout. Mm. Mm. And then what happens Someone slips over, mm. someone hankers, someone does, you know, these, sometimes these marquee matchups leave me disappointed. Yeah. Today, I was not disappointed. No. Uh, this was a hugely entertaining bout. It was almost like Ura and Tobizaru were sparring. Yeah. Very similar styles negating each other. Yeah. There was a lot of, I mean, Ura often sets himself with one leg backwards. He's sort of in that prance pose almost and then thrusting out with the arms and Toby Zaru can do something very similar. And they did that today, just sparring back and forth at each other. Yeah, exploring the doyo, yeah, moving yeah. around, looking for an opening. And it was when they moved in close, Ura dipped down. In It's a very vintage Ura move. Loves to go low. To, to, to set up like a different type of kimarate. Yeah, he's trying to tick them off, I think. Yeah, and today he went down and... Almost, uh, well, got underneath Toby Zaru and used his neck and head to flick to, uh, Toby Zaru uh, over to the doyo. Yeah, it was one of those kimarite or ends to about at least where you can't quite pinpoint what's happened or how it's happened. All of a sudden, someone's on the ground. Then you see the replay and you see the kimarite. And in this case, the kimarite was zubuneri. Yes. I've certainly. Not seen that before in my time. No, I don't like... think I don't think I have ever seen it. But I mean, this is the kind of setup we've seen Ura do to get Izwadis before. Yeah. So Diplo, and, and essentially use his shoulders and and upper body to lift his opponent. Yeah, but instead of Toby Zaru being behind him, he he yeah. didn't have a choice then. He was kind of to the side of him, and he needed to do something with him, but. But his head was dipped down because Toby Zaru went low as well. Zubuneri is actually the head pivot throw. And it's it's when the, it sounds so bad when the head's used to thrust an opponent down. But the key point is during a hineri, so during a twisting yeah. down move. Yeah. It was super cool. Yeah. Um it, it's a Kimarite we haven't seen a lot before. Oh, yeah. I checked Sumo D B yeah. to see when the last time this uh Kimarite was performed. And we have to go all the way back yeah. to day nine of this basho. Oh, so, what? So Miyagi versus Dewanoryu on day nine down in Makushta. Uh, Miyagi yep. beat him by the same Kimarite. No Tsubineri. way. Yeah. Okay, so it's not as, we're like, oh, wow, it's this yeah, well, I was thinking, Kimarite that never yeah, gets done. Yep. Nope. Three days ago it was Miyagi. done. <laughs> Miyagi, so we please. Should, we should look that up if that's possible. I'm writing to Miyagi. I'm writing him a sternly worded letter to ruin my stats. <laughs> now, <laughs> I um, thought you were going to say like 1902 or something. No. Um, Toby Zaru enjoyed this. Oh, yes. He really enjoyed this bout. Ura and Toby Zaru, I love them because they they show just like pure vibe of sumo. They love sumo, yeah. particularly Toby Zaru. We know that he he just loves performing no matter what. He knew he had entertained the oh, crowd. Yep. 
Exactly right. And so exactly. the grin on his face, it's not even a rice smile. I was about to say, get the rice smile no, out of your head. It's not a rice smile. This is, a, this is an expression of pure joy. Yeah. It's just like we've done something good yeah. here. <laughs> it's almost like a, a, a thing that includes Ura in his joy. He's just like, oh, hey, yeah. we hey sh- mate, we did something together. Well, it's not just Toby, Zara and Ura. It's the 5,000 people in attendance. We yeah. all shared something together. Yeah, we together. shared something. Yeah. And that's it's ah. really the joy of Toby Zara. And yeah. that's why he's so excellent to watch. He, you know, you can start counting. You think back in your memory and you start counting these moments that he's brought us. Oh, and there's so, so many. many. And he's done another one today. There, there's no ricochet that is more enjoyable to see lose. And I don't mean that in, yeah. oh, I... I I don't like this guy. I want to see him lose. It's just that pure entertainment, Mm. pure vibe, pure joy. I mean, this has uplifted me. Yeah. And he's not like losing and going down. You know, he's up here in the upper echelons. Exactly. The highest of the high. He's achieving. And even his losses at this level are joyous. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, this is good, Ricochet. This is why we do this podcast. This is why we love sumo. Great He's stuff. really brought us joy on a Thursday, day 12 for Natsu. Now, Thank you, so Toby Zaru. A sobering score now. Toby Zaru, five and seven. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> on, the road, on the road. On the road to Kachikoshi. Ura, six and six. Nishikifuji came up next against Takanosho. And Nishikifuji, he hasn't been in great form, but today he was able to throw Takanosho down. Uatanage giving Takanosho his Makakoshi at Magashira 8. Ah, this is disappointing for Takanosho, but Nishikifuji, not really uh, anything on the line for him today. That's his third win. Would you call it a much-needed win? No, not really. Well, no, no, not in the tra- traditional sense of MNWs. No. Uh, but I think it's a, enough. It's, a, it's a win that he much needs, but it's not a much-needed win. Uh, up next. I see the difference. <laughs> you no, see, I yeah, see I know, it. I know. Thank I you. I do see it. Yeah. <laughs> Taken, I'll show you looked quite sad about it. Sure. So he should be. Uh, up next, well, not up next, but the next bout we're going to talk about Abby versus Maysay. Abby hankered, mm. pushed Maysay down. Yep. Disgusting. It's a dog act. It's, it's not a dog act. You know how a play is made up of acts? Like act yeah. one, act two. <laughs> yes. This is a dog play because it feels a like whole play. dog play, like it's a theatre production of dog acts yeah. laid out sequentially so that by the end you've been through a narrative arc that mm. makes you just hate Arby. Well, I feel like you can see Arby experience life at the moment. He's just really Help. going through it in that mm. we saw him hanker a few times. We saw him lose his touchy eye. He got it back on day 10 against Short Eye where he just went yeah. straight for the Norua. Then he lost it again yesterday against Takayasu. Takayasu by going so, straight ahead. Yeah. yeah so, his, so his confidence is down again. So now he's gone for the hanker again. So it's like day by day we're seeing him like go to a, a sumo therapy session and today he just wasn't able to combat his fears. And so, so are you saying that there's a hanker anonymous where you go and you say, my name's Abby, I've got a hanker problem. Well, he didn't go to his meeting this way, this day. Well, then. I know, because he can't stand there and say, it's been 
Well, it's been zero. Well, I can say it's been zero days since my last hanker. Yeah, yeah. And and cheer Sean as they're going, oh, well done. Yeah, Thanks yeah. for your honesty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a few few culprits at the moment, to be honest. But um, the, yeah. the bad thing about this for me was that Mace went down quite heavily onto his knee and then looked really ginger about getting back up. I mean, any sumo move can cause an injury. It's just that when it's an RB Henker, yeah, it seems even more egregious. It's too raw. Yeah. You know, we don't want to see that. I don't want Mace to be injured. He's already got his kachikoshi. That was ages ago. He's he's fine. It's just that he doesn't want to go down today to an RB Henker. Can I ask? Sure. Is this podcast alone in this criticism of Arby? I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I'm, sometimes, I'm out on an island. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like I'm shouting into the void about Arby. I see, I've seen nothing. I've seen no, no conversation about it. But that means there's also not like intense support. Like people aren't coming at us and going, you're, you know, idiots for, well, if, if I mean, they just called- try it. Just try it. <laughs> Well, that'd be mild criticism <laughs> if they called us idiots. But um, yeah, I don't know. In Australia, that's fine. Know. That's normal. That's yeah, like, that's normal. You love us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All Arby, right. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what to do with no, Arby. No, I don't know either. Uh, Abi six and six. I should say we we heard the commentators say "chumun sumo" here, which meant I looked it up. It means sumo that goes according to the rikishi's strategy. So what they were saying there was that Abi had a plan and he executed it. So. I mean, that makes it worse. Well, that's a backhanded compliment. Sorry. I didn't mean to bring that up. Let's move on. RB6 and 6, Meisei 8-4. Takayasu versus Midori Fuji. Takayasu tried to pull Midori Fuji forwards, but he had no game apart from that one pull. And Midori Fuji just stumbled forward and took Takayasu out. Yeah, it wasn't great, was it? The the pull there was the wrong move. But, I mean, that's Takayasu's first loss. Yeah. I mean, on day 12, that's yep. kind of amazing. He's 1-1. One, one. He's 1-1. One and one. No worries. <laughs> He's still got a chance to go <laughs> kachikoshi here. Yeah, he does. Uh, Midori Fuji, 4-8. and eight. We're moving on to Sanyaku now. Uh, Kodnawaka and Nishikigi both coming into this bout on 5-6. and six. I think Nishikigi had taken the angry pills today. Yeah. He came out red hot. And I like this look for Nishiki. Yeah, I Nishikigi, love it. I should say. Uh, took Konnawaka to the bales. Here, Nishikigi really had to commit the body. He had to throw himself at Konnawaka to secure the win. Konnawaka stepped aside, tried to put Nishikigi down first. Bit weird here. Konnawaka stepped out at around the same time. Uh, the, sorry, I should say around the same time that Nishikigi fell. Uh, it was given to Nishikigi, but a monoe was called. Yep, it was uh, given to Nishikigi, as you said. They watched a couple of replays. It was pretty quick, and they judged that it was uh, Goombay Dori. I did think it looked quite yeah, close Yeah, I thought here. this was really close. Yeah. And especially because Nishikigi was falling, yeah. I thought they might have given this a Tori Naoshi. Yep, they did not. They did not. They felt like the day had gone off, gone on Long enough already. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that means that uh, Kodnawaka finishes at uh, today on five and seven. Nishikigi, six and six. And Shodai was up next against Kimbozan. This was the first time these two had met. 
Shorai was able to take the touchy eye of Kim Bozan. He absorbed the hit and then he grabbed onto Kim Bozan's right arm. He turned him around and he pushed him out. And then he did a bit of a strut. The, yeah. Shorai felt this bout. Yeah. He felt this win. Yeah. And, and in many ways, I think I saw a real difference in experience here. Mm. I felt Shordai assert himself on this bout to say, no, no, no. I might be Komasubi now, but I'm ex and this is how we treat youngsters getting up in our Sanyaku ranks. Yeah. I thought this was a beautiful, decisive sumo from Shordai today. I thought so too. I like when Shordai decides to take the... <laughs> decides. <laughs> <laughs> he wakes up. Yep. He says, not today, yep. Kim Bozan. I'll be giving. I'll be the one giving you your makakoshi because at Magashira five, his highest ever rank, that is makakoshi for Kim Bozan. It's okay. It's fine. He was up a bit high. Yep. Yep. He was up high. I'm sure he's learned a lot. As in, he probably doesn't ever want to lose to Short Eye again. He'll come back with uh, renewed vigor. But at the moment, he is four and eight. Short Eye six and six. Uh, Sekiwake Daesho up against some guy from the lower, lower ranks called Asuniyama, <laughs> who's on a bit of a tear at the moment. Daesho, though, did Daesho things yeah. to completely swamp Asuniyama. Attacks raining down on the ex-Ozeki and he drove him back. This was brilliant sumo from Daesho. Yeah, it made me think that Asuniyama coming back, he's got to tackle... So many different styles of sumo. Oh, even just like just look at Sekiwake. Yeah, and he didn't know how it was going to go. He didn't know who he was going to end up fighting. Although I guess he probably could have guessed that he would have done quite well and ended up fighting Sanyaku and Sekiwake. But you know, he he can't remember exactly what everyone's styles like. He's kind of experiencing this again a little bit for the first time perhaps and Daesho's style is unique maybe not totally unique but it's you know it's hard to deal with well you saw Asuniyama try to contain it get on the belt but you that raw power of Daesho when that touchy eye's just right he's very very hard to stop exactly that's what I mean I guess that Asuniyama's come up he's having to deal with all these suddenly all these inform rikishi and he's just like oh Daesho's come at me and I haven't been able to, you know, overcome it. But but what a treat. I mean, it, I, I find it hugely... I loved uh, it. I, I yeah, actually loved it's it. It's very, very interesting watching this. And to, to start to see, well, this is where where things are at. It's not like Asuniyama's going to blow his way back. Mm. Do you know, if he got there and just wrecked the Sekiwake, I think we'd be having a very different conversation about his future. But I think it's going to be work for him to get back to Ozeki. And I do if that's the end of his trajectory. Yeah, yeah, true, true. I do think that someone like Daesho is not his natural um, opponent that he's able to have an easy win over. You know, someone like Arby used to be before the Henker yeah. Wars. Um, the Daesho style, the Meisei style, it's hard for Asaniyama to overcome. I mean, he beat Meisei, but... Um, he's better against someone who he can take body to body and yes, do exactly. Ozeki sumo and against. And he, he needs to slow it down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Daisho just came out so hard. But I, I think if they fought tomorrow, I could see the result being opposite yeah, as well. Yeah, I, I think that Daisho needs the touchy eye to be right. He needs the timing to be right to have this kind of uh, 
result. Mm. And when we saw him get his U show, he did that over 15 days. And his success rides on those uh, opening milliseconds. Yeah, and I do think he was lucky today because he was on a really – a large angle here, and I do think Asaniyama could have committed to the pull. Yes, he was. Yes, his agreed. feet were left agreed. behind. So maybe it was a bit of a surprise attack on Asaniyama, and maybe he would beat him, as you say, any other day. But not today. Asaniyama ten and two. That's his second loss. And Daisho, what a way to bring up your Kachikoshi. Kachikoshi, yeah, for love Daisho. that for him. Hokuseiho came up next against Hoshoryu, and. There was a plan here from Hoshoryu. He came out really hard, but he did end up just on the belt as usual. And as usual, I'm thinking, you know, oh, no problem. Hoshoryu is just going to do his usual thing. Hoshoryu will or Hokuseiho will? Sorry, Hokuseiho will do his usual thing. That's right. But Hoshoryu, he is a bit of a genius at times, or a lot of a genius at times. He, <laughs> a lot of a genius. A lot of a genius. He went really low. He ducked down low. And I can only describe as what he did next as like the rearranging of a puzzle piece. So they were set. And with Hokuseiho, you can be set for quite a long time. He extracted himself from that puzzle and put him back, put himself back into the puzzle in a totally different way, and suddenly... Can I stop you there? That's not how puzzles work. That's how... It's like <laughs> a a Zelda puzzle more than oh, okay. it when you're trying to fit everything together. But I thought this was cool here. Hoshoryu almost, when he went down low, pushed himself back yes. off Hokuseiho. Yeah. I thought this was really risky, but... That's as, the extracting yourself from the puzzle. As you pointed out <laughs> on the replay, that broke the belt hold yes. at the back, and that's Hokuseiho's key to win. Yep. Yep, all of a sudden Hoshori was underneath him, broke all the grips, as you said, and Hokuseiho was actually left just kind of stranded <laughs> by himself in the middle of the dojo. Well, when you're looking at the exits of the Kokuki Khan yeah. and you don't see another yeah. ricochet in front of you, it's bad news. Yeah, look, it was a kuridashi. <laughs> it was I'm a kuridashi. You're so right in this was very, very cerebral sumo from Hoshori. Mm. And we, we know he's capable of this, but it really did feel like he sat up last night he watched all the tapes. Although in the opening moments of the bout, I yeah. thought, oh, he's gone straight into the trap. Yeah. That's the only reason why I think it wasn't a pre-planned thing. It actually was his oh, really? clever. Because I I, th- I know I don't come across as a Hoshori fan or like ever really give him much props, but I do think, like you say, he is a really cerebral Rikishi, I think he can pull off a lot of very clever moves and thinks about his sumo in that kind of, I stand by the puzzle analogy, this sort of fitting things together and what can he do to disrupt his opponent's yeah, stance totally. and adapt his stance to be in an advantage. And I think that's what he was able to pull off today so well. <sighs> It was thrilling to watch. It, it was, was really, really, really it was good. Really, really good. Uh, yeah. And so for this win, Hoshoryu, congratulations, Kachikoshi. It was his Kachikoshi. Yeah, really, really well deserved. Brilliant sumo. Hokuseiho still with a positive result. He's on eight and four. Well, up next, Kiribayama versus Takakesho. A lot riding on this bout. Mm. Mm. Takakesho still looking for that eighth win that secures his Ozeki status. Kiribayama, the mathematicians out there, yep. 
believe and the sumo conspiracy <laughs> theorists believe that a tenth win for Kirabiyama would secure an Ozeki promotion. Mm. Whether that's true or not, that's not up to us to decide, or the mathematicians, or the sumo conspiracy theorists. But what we did know is that these two were fighting today and a lot was riding on it. It was a bit of a fizzer though, because straight out of the touchy eye, Kirabiyama clamps a right hand on the uh, belt of Takakesho, marches him backwards, off the doyo, easy win. And a little bit of an extra hand flourish by Kirabiyama then. He didn't push uh, Takakesho down um, too hard, but he did just like, there was a bit of extra there saying, I know that this win is important. It takes me to 33. I've got a Yusho in there. Give me a fish. Like, just give me the fish. Oh, he's getting the fish. I think he might he's be getting, getting the, the fish. fish. <laughs> no doubt. And he felt that as a, an Ozeki battle. I think there was no way that oh, hang they, on. they both couldn't feel that as a, a bit of a who gets Ozeki here. I mean, it doesn't count Takakashi. No, out, it doesn't. But it's a oh, bit thought, of a battle of dominance. Yeah, absolutely. I, I thought this is, this is a, it was a statement, wasn't it? It's yeah, like, exactly. I'm here. You're over there. Mm. And by over there, I mean sitting in the lap of one of the fine people sitting in the front row. Yeah. Kiribayama 10 and 2, Takakesho 7 and 5. Terana Fuji came up against Wakamoto Haru, fresh off his amazing success <laughs> against Hokuseiho yesterday. Can I, I have just to- ask? Well, I was just going to ask. How many times did yeah, you watch that bout today? <laughs> I was about to say I followed up by yeah. watching like two or three times. Yeah. I posted it on our Twitter. Yep. You texted me. You said you'd watched I, it. I watched it and I got legit shivers watching it today. <laughs> like, you went to Adelaide for work and you even watched it. Yeah. yeah. It, it was just such a, yeah, such a great bout. Anyway, Terunofuji was his opponent today. Wakamoto Haru came in strong. He raised Terunofuji's arms up high. He got all around his body and he didn't get immediately locked up into an arm grip, which is a major achievement against <laughs> Terunofuji. Terunofuji was able to keep Wakamoto Haru off the belt for a bit. So yes. Wakamoto Haru was, even with the threat of the arm clamp, still trying to go for the belt um, with the additional combat of trying to keep Terunofuji's arms high. But then as Wakamoto Haru finally managed to get his curl his fingers around the belt, Terunofuji felt it, engaged, and threw Wakamoto Haru down yeah. to his right. Right up under the arms, there was nothing Wakamoto Haru could do about this. I mean, history will show, as I knock the mic there, history will show mm. that Terunofuji won this bout. Yeah. The real winner of this bout, Sumo. Yeah. I thought this was... This was just great sumo from both of them. Yeah. Wakamoto Haru took it to Terunofuji. As you said, he walked straight into the danger zone. Yeah. And, and I think he looked like he found an, a brief opening. Yes, he did. And we know how good Wakamoto Haru is, but then that just opens the door for Terunofuji to show how good he is. Yeah. I mean, for Terunofuji to come back and be so dominant. Yeah. The more we talk up everyone else... And we're yeah. doing a lot every single day now. Sumo Mainichi. We're talking up all these other amazing rikishi. And they're coming up against Terunofuji every day. Yeah. And most of them, <laughs> except for one, uh, are, succe- yeah. uh, are not succeeding 
against him. You know, they're bringing their great sumo. Well, I mean, it feels like I might be guilty of taking Terra Fuji for granted a little bit. But the fact that he's come back off what was quite a severe knee injury and knee surgery. <laughs> he sat out three Basho, went Kujo, the Basho before that. Mm. So effectively we haven't seen him for four Basho. And for him to come back mm. and just be so dominant. We didn't really see him tested in the first few days. And, and I started thinking, well, you know, no one's really taken it to him. So we don't really know the extent of the injuries. But as the Basho's gone on, we've seen people take it to him and he just responds so well every day. Yeah, and we say not take it to him as well. They're the top percentile of Rikishi and Sumo. Well, I mean, globally, as a percentage, they're a very small percentage of the human population and they can't <laughs> beat this guy. That's right. Yeah. You know, they're the best of the best and, and he's winning against them. I, I, I don't know. Oh, I, I, I just I... suppose I'm starting to really consider what Eterna Fuji Yusho would mean it's just incredibly impressive well look yeah at the end of the at the end of the 15 days they count up the white dots and whoever has the most wins and it's looking like it's going to be Terana Fuji because <laughs> yeah. I, I you know he's now pulled one in front with uh who lost today uh, Asaniyama Asaniyama sorry mm. thank you uh losing I, I can't see anyone else making up two against him. Yeah. I think he's got it. And I think he completely deserves it. I mean, there's still a little bit of sumo to go, but yeah, this performance today, I, I just, little tear came out of my eye and mm. I thought we're watching one of the greats. Yeah. He is one of the greats. He is 11 wins now, 11 and one, one out in front of Kiribayama and Asaniyama on 10 wins, a very important score, as we mentioned, for Kiribayama. Yeah. Might be a little uh, good thing in his future. And on nine wins, would you believe it, it's Tsurugisho. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. So is, what you're saying is Tsurugisho mathematically is still in this yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm absolutely saying that. Well, look, I, I guess as we get towards the end of this bash, it's starting to look like we, we might know the result, but there's so much of interest still in this basho. Yeah. And we are so much looking forward to bringing it to you over the final three days of this uh, sumo tournament. So thanks for joining us tonight and we'll see you tomorrow for all the action from day... 13. Day 13, Friday Night Sumo. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>